0: It is my privilege and joy and fun and all that to talk about kids um, today, obviously. That's our theme. And uh, wherever you are, and it's always, I'm always cautious about this because there's always, you know, in church, there's always people who are young and, and single and not even thinking about that yet, and there are you know, those who are married and hadn't thought about that yet, and then there are those like my wife and I who've already been through that. It's a great time of life, let me just tell you that. Um, it's just hang tight. It'll get. It, it's 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 great. And then there are those who just don't care. But most of you are right in the middle of it. And wherever you are, wherever you are, there's some stuff here for you. So don't don't tune out on me, okay? I'm watching, okay? Um, it, it, there's 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 just when the Bible is just so good. You know, it's just so many things that you can talk about in the Bible when it talks about. When we talk about children and faith. And uh, I'm going to use a passage, just a, just a couple of verses, really, that has been, um, and even if you've never even cracked a Bible, you've probably heard a reference somewhere to this movie or television or something. And so it's a, it's a pretty well-known little passage in the Gospels. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. And you get the impression that Jesus was pretty, pretty. there's an exclamation point. And in the original, it gives us the point that he was, re- hey, it was kind of like, hey, what are you doing? Don't stop them. He probably didn't say it like that. He probably said it lovingly and kindly. I, I don't know if I have that ability. But it, it, it would be, he probably said, hey, come on. Uh, uh, let them come, come in here. I want to see them and um anyway it's kind of cool he, he, he let, the, let the children for the king now watch what he says here for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children and he placed his hands on their heads and he blessed them before he left i want to show you real three basic things about children in faith very basic very simple one is how do we bring children to christ two is how do we pray for them and three is how do we have childlike faith? What does that mean? So just those real three simple things I just want to talk about in the time that, that, that we have. Um, and the first one's real simple. How do we bring children to Christ? It's simple to talk about, not always simple to do. Um, and I would just say a couple of, a couple of uh, points on this and how, how do we bring children to Christ. One is be accurate. Two is be, be authentic. Now let me talk about what I mean by accurate. It means you need to teach and make sure they understand what the gospel is. Now there's a there's a real key component in that. You gotta know too. (laughs) You knew that was coming, didn't you? You gotta know yourself. And one of the reasons, not the only reason, one of the reasons, though, that we're doing trying to do some more things that involve learning and, and, and learning more about Christ and, and your faith that uh, Clay mentioned earlier on, and, and offer you some other options on Sunday morning, particularly, um, is because we do feel the need that, that for you to, to be able to learn more as, as you as you see fit and as you desire to do that. And hope we hope that you will. But, you know, let me just say this. And I believe in discipline. I didn't think I was a firm disciplinarian until I See, some of the things I see today, I must have been very, uh, of course, none of, those, that's, none of those are your kids, of course. It's all those other people's kids at the supermarket. I realize that. Um, but uh, I believe in boundaries. I believe in, I believe in discipline and, and so forth. But be careful. And when I talk about this concept of understanding and teaching what the gospel is, be careful when you equate uh, behavior to, to God's favor or love. I mean, sometimes people say, hey, God loves good little boys and girls. You know, just that statement. God loves good little boys and girls. I mean, if you really believe that, you could be in therapy the rest of your life trying to get through that. And, 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 and no joke, some people are. And, and some of you are here. And, and God bless you because it gets ingrained in you. Oh, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad girl. You know, and, and you, you somehow think, and, and we, the gospel is about grace, and you need to understand that, and you need to teach that. doesn't mean you still can't have rules and discipline and so forth in your home, but please don't equate God's love or God's favor or currying God's favor to some, some kind of a behavior pattern. Please don't do that to your kids, because that's a, that's, that, it's just wrong. It's just not accurate according to the Scripture. And just, you know, one of the, great, the authentic part that I'm talking about is one of the great detectors... Of hypocrisy is kids kids have a way of just kind of knowing it it 's just amazing how they do that i 've I've been surprised a couple of times over the years that my kids and they 're telling me oh, they, you know they just didn 't kind of cozy up to a particular individual and they would never say, "Oh, Dad, watch out because they were kids but you, you, you would go back and say why didn 't you like that person? Well, I never thought they were real you know or, or something like it 's amazing how not all the time, certainly, but certainly it 's amazing how kids Somebody said kids and dogs can, <clears throat> can p- figure that out. And I think there's some truth to that. Um, but let me just say this about bringing children to Christ. A couple things. There's, a, there's an old saying, and I, I believe it's true. They say the best child-raising advice you can give is to tell the husband and wife just to love each other. And, and I do believe that's probably the best thing we can do. But um, at the same time, i would just make a correlation to that. There's a passage in the Bible, in one particular translation that I like a lot, that says that those of us who are followers of Christ are to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, um, uh, Matthew chapter 5. And we're to hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know what? If a kid is raised, a child is raised in an environment where he sees or she sees or his mom and his dad uh, pursuing God in their own lives, that speaks volumes it's authentic. It's real. You're not trying to put on a show. Just be, you know, who you are. That just speaks volumes. And, uh, and I would just say that's one of the ways we certainly are able to, to bring children, figuratively and literally, um, to Christ. There's a passage. There's a passage in the uh, in, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, called Second Timothy. Timothy a young pastor, and, and just one verse. But every time I read it, it, it just sort of does something to me. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same influence continues strong in you. By the way, it shows you right here that it was the influencers in his life were, were women. So don't ever say that the Bible is sexist because it's not. Um, people are. Ministers are, but not the Bible. Um but the other thing that it tells you it, it, whenever I read that, I think, Wow, Timothy was and this is for all for all since eternity, read this until the Lord comes back how how Timothy's grandmother and his mother were key influencers in his life. And I think about that, and I think, gee, I wonder I wonder if my kids would say to their kids. We have two, my one, one's 35 or 36, I can't remember. And uh, the other one is almost 30, Stephanie, our, our youngest, she's here. And, uh, and I wonder if they would tell their kids, hey, have the same faith that your granddad has. I'm like, oh, that's kind of scary. I would probably say, maybe they ought to look at their grandmom. <laughs> um, but I mean, really, whoever, whoever you are, think about this. And that's what that song that Julie saying. It was about with our kids and grandkids and, and great-grandkids. What a, what a heritage, what an opportunity we have to influence. And the Bible gives us that reminder. So that's how we bring kids to Christ. Let me show you one other thing real quick. Somebody, got, we got a bunch of these in. Just another, another thing that, uh, we have these back in our new resource center, in the back in our new cafe, the twirly thing, okay? It's the twirly thing back there. You'll see it back there, all right? Um, Leading little ones to God is the name, of and, and, and a good friend who I trust recommended. I had not read this. I did read it during Clay's announcements. I find, I, I, you know, I, I finished it during Clay's. Um, (Laughter) <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, But I did actually in the early service. I just la- leave through it. But um, this is really good. Now I know it looks kind of—it's it's for kids. It's for you to read to children. Okay, so it's obviously you can see it's 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 graded at a certain level. But I mean, it's just little little lessons like, you know, like that's one, two pages. And it's really good. And we got a bunch of them back there for you. There's a little people always ask, how do you pay for them? I think there's a box back there. You can throw some money in. I don't know, four or five hundred dollars, whatever you want to throw in. (laughs) But but uh, (laughs) whatever you can and not at all if you don't have any. but there's some good ones back there, and it's just a real good resource. So, so my point on, and, and showing you that is this. We're going to do all we can do as a church, but, but you need, you, there's no substitute for mom or for dad sitting down and, and talking or reading and, and being able to have that, that influence on their children. So um, no substitute for that. We're, we're going to do everything we can to help you. But uh, that still comes down to you as well. So one of the basics about children in faith is, is, is bringing children to Christ. And that's how we do that with our lives and our influence and, and, and how, how, we, how we handle those issues. Second one that I mentioned was how do we pray for children? Because remember back in verse 19, we read it a minute ago, 19 verse 13, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. I don't know if you ever thought about that concept, praying for your kids. Let me just tell you, uh, you begin, and some of you know this, you begin when they're, they're in the mother's womb, and you begin praying, protect my child and keep him safe or keep her healthy. Well, let me tell you, it never ends. And that's not something that happens after they turn 18, you go, okay, I'm done now. No, it just, it's just, the prayers just get more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's such an important issue. And, and, and you know, you pray for God's blessing, you pray for God's favor, uh, you, pray for, you pray for them to, to give their lives to Christ. I mean, obviously, you try to do what you can do, but the choice is still that individual child's. And, and we know that. And uh, uh, we pray for the right friends, we pray for the right sphere of influence, and, and obviously at, at some stages of their life, we can help influence that. But uh, you, there's uh, many points where you can't control it. You know, you pray, and all of us know what it means. Some of you experienced it this week for the first time of praying for your, for your child getting on the bus or whatever they do here and walk into the school or wherever, wherever you are for the first time to go into a classroom, and that's kind of a frightening thing, you know, and, and you, you just so many things. I remember that vividly with both of our kids, and you're just like, oh, man. And, uh, but that just keeps going, you know? You just keep going on with that. Uh, you, you know, one thing that we... Charlene and I both did, and a lot. And our kids were born. We prayed for their future mate. I mean, not you know, it's a pretty safe assumption. Usually, people get married. Not everybody does, and you don't have to. That's fine. But um, but if they are going to get married, and you pray, God, if they're going to get married, I pray for whoever that person is. And uh, we've told both of our daughter-in-law and son-in-law. We've been praying for them for over twenty years, and um, didn't know who they were for a long time, but. That's just a. It's just an important issue. Pray for that. You say, really? Yeah. Um, you know, husbands and wives have a big influence on your daughter or son. Just in case you didn't know, um, pray for them the right to make the, for them to, to make the right choices. You want to help them. You want to equip them. But you got to pray for it too, because you're not always there when those choices are made. And uh, you notice one thing I haven't mentioned, by the way, so far. Notice I haven't mentioned pray for the right preschool <laughs> or the right school. Now, listen, I realize I'm a Midwesterner and unenlightened, but um, and certainly there's nothing wrong with praying for the right college, obviously. But let's keep this thing in perspective, okay? Let's keep up right perspective on this issue. Uh, colleges don't usually build character. They can help, but the character is usually built by the time they get there. And that's, that's, what, that's, that's one of the things that need a lot of prayer. Certainly, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray for the right schools, even down to the right preschool. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But, but, but we're talking about some, some, some very important issues of, that happen internally in the life of a young woman or a young man. And I haven't even mentioned praying for ourselves as parents to have wisdom and strength and insight beyond our own abilities and beyond our own experience because you're going to need it You've all, some of you already experienced that. Oh, what do I do in this situation? How do I handle this situation? Life gets more complicated. and you know, Then what do you do? You know, How do you handle this and how do you handle that? Who would have ever known that we'd have to deal with email issues or texting issues and all the things that are going coming down around that stuff, um, some of which is frightening? Who would ever, you know, life changes. And with technology, which is wonderful, but comes with it, other issues and other problems, and we have to pray for wisdom. And I would just say this, we need to pray that we don't get so blinded by the culture that we just accept whatever comes down the pipe. Uh, Just kind of an example, I I, I had, and I've done this a couple times here, not very many, um, but last night I had the privilege of going to a a Sweet 16 party. And uh, I have heard uh, over the years here, particularly in this area, Some some uh, some disturbing things sometimes that happens at Sweet Sixteen parties. So this was, I thought, just ingenious. The mom arranged this party and had you know grandparents were there and 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 cousins and 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 all the friends of the celebrant, the young lady. All her she had all or most of her friends there and and of course I mean any party like that's not complete without the pastor. And um, (laughs) the way I see things at least and and uh, um, but it was really cool. I thought this is really cool. Because it's, you know, it's all these, the generations, and, and certainly, you know, the kids go in one room and do something, and we're all sitting there around watching football or whatever. But, and that's gonna happen, but you're still there. You know and and, and it's it 's just sort of cool, so I mean that 's kind of a little countercultural to some of the sweet sixteen parties that i 've heard about around here in some cases i mean and my point is this whether its that or something think outside of the box here a little bit when it comes to creativity and and what I can do to influence my 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 daughter and my son in the right direction so that's that 's part of the issue here um, let me let me give you a prayer as i before I leave this point, how do we pray for our children? This is a prayer um, I like a lot. It's in the New Testament. It's in Ephesians. I've used this passage a few times. I've changed the words. You're not going. You're going to just see it. You're just going to read it as it is in the Bible. Uh, I'm going to change. You're going to see where I've changed the words a little bit. This is a prayer that you can make for yourself. But I'm going to show you how to make this prayer for your kids. Um, and it's, it's really kind of cool. I, and just think about this. Just just follow along with me, and you'll see. You'll see where I make the changes. Ephesians chapter three, verse fourteen. The Apostle Paul speaking. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and earth and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower my child with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in my son or daughter's heart as they trust in Him. May their roots that will grow down into God's love and keep them strong. And may they have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Do you have have any idea how important that is right there? Do you have any idea how many, and I'm I'm not trying to be funny, I'm not trying to joke. Do you have any idea how many people are in therapy for years and years and years because they have failed to realize how wide and how long and how high and how deep God's love is for them? And that surfaces in insecurities. I'm not a psychologist, but I do understand that. that Insecurities surface in many different ways. And it comes from a failure, just a basic failure to comprehend how much God loves me. Does it sound like somebody who's dealt with this before? Yeah. Not just with other people. You come away with stuff sometimes, well, I'm just kind of a bad boy. I was called a bad boy a few times. I'm a bad boy. And if you fail to comprehend, God never thought you were a bad boy. His love for you is unconditional. And you got to hear that about 400 times a week for about maybe 50 years, and you might begin to get the point that God loves you beyond anything you could ever do or say. It's an important issue. So when you pray for your kids, you could just pray that may... May they have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May they experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then they will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power to work within my kids' lives to accomplish everything infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's a heck of a prayer. And after you get through praying that for your kids, pray it for yourself. It's a great prayer right there for you, Ephesians chapter 3. One of the basics about children in faith, certainly bringing, bringing them to Christ and praying for them praying for them. Third thing, last thing, very simply, very quick. What's childlike faith? Jesus says, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Let them come to me. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean to have childlike faith? Does that mean that we're going to have ignorant faith? Does that mean we're going to have naive faith? Does that mean we're going to have an ununderstanding faith? every i think I think every few years we need to be reminded, which is why we have kids and and grandkids and then maybe someday great grandkids um, We need to be reminded of, of what a child is like we 're being reminded with our our youngest we have our daughter, our son and his wife they have two uh thirteen and eleven, and then we have our daughter and and, and her husband um, who have a little baby who 's just under two years i, I you know I do that sixteen months and eighteen months and fourteen months i 'm like Okay, 12 months in a year, 24. I just say, you know what, a year, year and a half, almost two. She's almost, She'll be two like in late January. Um, and I've learned again what childlike faith really is. She's, By the way, she's in the nursery, you know, the, the, the toddler's room. It's easy to find her. Just go look for the cutest kid in there, the cutest kid in there. <laughs> If your kid is in there, I apologize. The cutest one is my grand, okay, grand so, but, but, And she's eating, too, because she's like her granddad. If she cries, you give her food. And uh, Charlene, for 37 years. He's crying. Give him food. Okay. All right. Rich is taking care of. Him. Now what we're going to do. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm learning again the total dependency of a child on their parent. And here's the issue on that, and it's an important issue. And it's, 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 you know, sometimes there's they just they they know of nowhere else to go. Furthermore, they often don't want to go anywhere else. And how many times in your life do you get into that one of those hard spots, and you got nowhere else to go, but to God. For grace and forgiveness, for love, for, for, for just to trust Him. Lack of understanding. Nowhere else to go. And, and, and by the way, there's no place else I want to go but to Him and His love and His strength for me. There's no place else to go and there's no place else that I can go or that I want to go. That's childlike faith. You know, just like he, I'm, I'm his child, and I just have to trust him. Sometimes I become more aware of that than other times. May God give us an ability to do that yeah, every time, every time that we need to, and understand it all the time. I'm going to pray for us. Just ask God to take these things and, and, and help us to comprehend them and, and, and just that they'd sink down into our hearts. Pray. Lord God, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about kids. They are so valuable to you. And we know we are valuable to you as your children. Teach us, God, to trust you more in our lives. Help us to understand how much you do truly love us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.